the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. That means this is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And you are listening to a Bible program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, life questions, anything going on in your life. And all you have to do is call us today, however, while we will take all those questions, we gear this Thursday program to the ladies in the audience. If you need any encouragement or if you need some direction or counsel from Paula, she is here and she is ready. And by the way, she is absolutely stunning. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Here are the phone numbers for your live calls. 210-340-9585. It's 340-9585. You can call toll-free if you're outside the local area by dialing 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use the free Calvary Chapel mobile app to send the question in that way. If you are driving in your car today and need to talk with Paula, Use the free KSLR mobile app. All you have to do is hit the Call Now button, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585. Paula, we have been so busy today. This is the first program. I have no idea what you're going to say. Me either. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What's the Lord been doing in your life lately? There you go. Uh, Yeah, we have been busy. Um, But, you know, yesterday, listening to the show, um, I take notes even, you know, while you teach here at church. And I think a lot of times what I do, why I take notes, is because later I'll say, what did you say? <laughs> but this way, I have it written down so I can say, oh, yeah, this is what you said. So yesterday when someone called in wanting to know how to experience more of God's power, I was like, ooh, I want to hear this one. And so I have my pen and my paper already. But it is to surrender more of yourself to the Lord. And I I just thought, you know, um, sometimes that can be a scary thing because, you know, uh, there's that song we sing, if that's what it takes to praise you, Jesus, bring the rain, you know. And I, I think that's my personal favorite worship song that we do. Well, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean that to sound spiritual or anything. I just, uh-huh. I love that song because mm-hmm. that's what real worship is. Yeah. and And so as you were giving the definition of of experiencing more of God's power surrender you know surrender says okay God my life belongs to you because you died I get to live and in living for the Lord um, you know in, in view of all that he's done for us offer your bodies a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to him and so that connected with that song and this definition of how to experience more of God's power kind of all um, came together for me. Um, Surrendering, okay, Lord, today of my own free will, like you say every day, um, 
I want to live for you. And the, what about me? What about today? You know, and 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 the, letting the Lord really deal with our hearts, um, staying in His presence sometimes is quite painful. You know, because He's going to show you those things, and it's sometimes it's painful, but it's always good because He's going to show you those things that He wants to you know shine the light on that we can get rid of so that we can draw ever closer to him. And so as you were giving this definition, um, you know, that I love the picture of going to the gym because we do that. And it just, I, 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 I saw the picture of, you know, when we first start going to the gym and say you're doing bicep curls, you know, first, it may be for some, it might be three pounds that you're trying to curl, then five pounds and 10 pounds. And now I'm up to, 12 and a half and sometimes 15 on a good day um, but you feel you know you, you're like okay I, I'm getting a little stronger at the gym but sometimes not even too much later in the day you feel it <laughs> you there's a soreness and I'm thinking oh man I need to have the ice packs right now give me some ibuprofen with the arthritis medicine in it as well because you know working out you're going to experience some pain if, if that's that sign. I, I just saw it in my head. No pain, no gain, you know, kind of thing. Um, but same, it's the same, like you were saying yesterday, in going in our spiritual, growing our spiritual muscles as well. Um, wives, submit to your husbands. Um, husbands and wives, submit to one another out of reverence for the Lord. Um, get rid of all bitterness, anger, rage, malice, slander of all kinds. Um, the fruits of the Spirit are, we've got to exercise these, fruits of the Spirit, love, <clears throat> joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That's exercising our faith. Um, and you're saying, uh, you say this quite often, if you're an angry person, and I looked this up, um, in Psalm 37, it says... Stop being angry. That's we have to. That's an exercise that we we can we can do. It's and it doesn't. It sounds like we're the responsible party to do that. It's not. Oh Lord, I'm. You made me an angry person, and just take it away from me. No, no, no. The directive is no. You stop being angry. You don't lose your temper, because it only leads to evil. Um, leads to harm. Um, and so exercising our spiritual muscles, um, we will gain strength. And for me, like, okay, Paula, you used to drink. Okay, so now I want you to do this. I want you to stop drinking. Okay. Okay. So, Lord, you're going to have to help me with that. He says, I will, if you'll resolve not to, not play patty cake with it, of, oh, he understands that, you know, I, I need a little bit to relax. You had a caller yesterday as well, that's right, who said, is it okay to drink wine every day? Well, you know, no is the answer. He doesn't want us to be. You know, Paul, I, I, think, I think the problem begins with our brains, you know, we, we compartmentalize our lives. And and when when Paul writes that we're not our own, we're bought with a price, that just doesn't register. Uh, if we're not our own, then we have no right to compartmentalize. That means Jesus is God at home, he's God at work, he's God out in the streets, he's God wherever we go. And, and he's the one who wants to fellowship with you. And unless we understand intellectually and uh, of course in our heart that we don't have any rights as believers then what we start to do is spend more time with him as a result of that we become more like him um, and and we surrender more of our life to him and then we see his power you know when when you talked a moment ago and I think this is really important because a lot of times uh, we Christians will say things to God, well, take this anger away from me, just using that as an mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. But it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be uh, a filthy mouth. Well, God, take this away from me. Um, um, and God's reply would be, I already have 
Now all you have to do is give it to me, mm-hmm. surrender it mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And when we, we recognize that, that we're the responsible party, that we have to make that choice, and then we make that choice, and that choice is a sacrifice. We get connected to our sin. Well, when we make that sacrifice, then we begin to experience more of God's power in our lives. We get to experience more of His person mm-hmm. in our day-to-day lives. And I just think, personally, that too many of us, we think, no, it's okay if I do this, I go to church, I, I, I do family devotions. Uh, if I get angry, well, that's just, that's just something I can't help. And, and whenever we're doing that, Paul, Paul says, don't quench the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when we're really quenching the Spirit. Without the Spirit, there's no power. Mm-hmm. One other thought that came to my mind while you were talking, you know, when, when we travel, um, um, you plug in my cell phone every night. Mm-hmm. Um, every night you plug it in, you say something like, <laughs> it's like 99%. <laughs> I think the lowest I've ever seen your phone was 94 and I was like, man, you had a long conversation today, right? And that was when somebody else borrowed my phone. Yeah. I mean, oh. I, I don't talk <laughs> on the phone. So when you plug it in, it's 99%. Uh, but when we travel, yeah. we see people get off the airplanes. The first thing they do is scramble. Well, they're trying to make their connection. They scramble to a, a charger mm-hmm. where they can connect. It. Well, a lot of us aren't connected to the power source. And we can't experience God's power if we're sort of at 3%, you know, things are going down. We've got the low low uh, power warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to realize that, that we, like our cell phones, have to be connected all the time. You know, you text, you get pictures, you have all kinds of things. Well, your phone every night needs to be charged. I mean, it's like way, way low. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if we're out in an active life, we're running on fumes. And we have to get connected. The only way we can do that is to plug in. And I, I just think too many of us, we leave Jesus out of way too much of our lives. And the result is that we don't experience the power of God in our, in our lives. Yeah, sad to say. That's true. Um, okay, so here's, a, here's another thing that we can do to, um, as you were saying, gain strength, spiritual strength. Don't take matters into our own hands. That's a tough one, Pastor Ron. Let the Lord make the decisions, not just what makes sense. Well, you know, it makes sense (laughs) is kind of, you know, I think where where most of us live, you know. To me, this is here as a saying that I used to say all the time. If it's free, it's from the Lord. (laughs) But that's not always the case because... You know, we can go to, say, Costco or places like that, and for the samples, they're all free. But you know what? A lot of that stuff, and that's just a silly example, is not good for me. And because it's free, it's from the Lord, is what from God, is what I used to say. So let me just eat it all. Anyway, indulging ourselves. Not I'm not talking food, but indulging ourselves in self doing things our own way that makes sense to us without consulting Jesus is really foolishness. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul, I think about the, the, um, the 12 spies that were sent into Canaan uh, to spy out the mm-hmm. promised land. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they'd seen this miraculous deliverance from Egypt. They'd seen the Red Sea parted. And, and we, we know that's the notable miracle of the Old Testament. Um, but something that people don't talk about that they saw, they saw that same Red Sea close in on the Egyptian army. Yeah. And they were all killed. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw water come from a rock. They would see manna uh, later in, in the Exodus every day being fed. Their clothes didn't wear out. They didn't get sick. Mm-hmm. They saw marvelous things. And yet when they sent the 12 spies in, 10 of the 12 spies, all they saw was giants. Mm -hmm. Caleb and Joshua saw big fruit and and a land flowing with milk and honey. But the rest of them just saw giants. And and it would make sense to them. We can't fight them. This is their home. They're not going to give it up. They're huge. They're going to beat us. And and if we did what made sense, we would simply say, well, we we can't go. Mm Um, it didn't make sense when God asked us to come to San Antonio. 
We had no blueprint. There was no plan. We didn't know anybody. What were we going to do? Uh, at the time, we had $2,800. When he said to go, we didn't have that y- yet. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> when he told us to go, we, we didn't have that. But, mm-hmm. but when we got on the freeway, I remember asking you, um, because money hadn't started coming in yet, mm-hmm. and we had a date that we were going to leave. And, and I remember saying to you, Paula, what are we going to do if all we have is a full tank in our truck and no money? And your response made no sense to anybody in this world, but I'll never forget it. You said, well, wherever it is we run out, we'll just wait for Jesus to meet us. Now, that makes no sense. That seems irresponsible. I knew that was going to be in the middle of a desert somewhere with <laughs> rattlers and scorpions and all kinds of things. But, but, you see, it was at that moment that I knew you were in this with me. Mm. And I knew beyond any doubt that we were going to be okay. You're going to make me cry, Pastor Ron, because, um, you know, we're, we're so faithful. You know, I was thinking, I was so faithful then, you know. And then sometimes I'm not so faithful. So, man, you know, I, but the Lord had been showing off for me so much before that. Um, and right now I'm feeling a little bit of, a shame because sometimes I forget to be to remember his faithfulness. I, I'm do I do pretty good most times, but every once in a while. But Terry, our younger son, would call and say, "Mom, I need money for this, or I need books, or I need this or that." I'm like Terry, I'm about as poor as I can be. All I can do is pray, and all I would do is pray, and the Lord would completely provide exactly what he needed without me telling anybody and Terry's still to this day not saved so he didn't run out and say anything he didn't know to pray but God has been so incredibly faithful and um, he would just time and time again take care of things. (laughs) Do you remember the time, Uh, Paul? Let me give you phone numbers if you have any questions for Paula or any uh, questions for me. 340-9585 for your live calls or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, do you remember the look on your face and what you were thinking when um, we were brand new in Texas? We'd been here maybe six months. And the Lord put it on my heart to have sort of a Calvary connection of, of <coughs> Bible teachers to get on the radio. Yeah, I remember. And it was this station, mm-hmm. KSLR. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I called Pastor Chuck. I called Raul Reese, who's a friend. David Rosales, who was uh, my, my pastor in, in California before when I first got saved. Uh, and Skip Heitzig in New Mexico, because I knew they had big radio ministries. And I wanted just a two-hour block of time where it'd be one right after another. And all three of them said yes. Skip said, well, I I don't like to go on in the middle of the afternoon or at night, so I'll do something, but we'll do it in the morning. And he came on at a different time. Mm -hmm. But they were all there. And and Raul was the first one. I'm with you, man. And and Raul's a great guy. (laughs) I love the guy with all my heart. But, But then, oh, yeah, you can count on me. And so they sent us the first week's radio programs. We were ready to get on the air. And uh, and this is when we didn't have money to eat. Didn't have money to pay rent. Didn't have money to do anything. Oh, I know. And you know, yeah. <laughs> and and um, um, Raul didn't even call me. It was his people. And his people said... <laughs> I know you got the programs there, but but we got to back out of it. You know, we just had something going in South America at one of our our events, and, and so we, we we just can't afford it now, so we're out of it. I said, you can't quit. You gave me your word, and I told three other pastors that you were on board, mm-hmm. and that's why they're on. Mm-hmm. And and the guy just said, look, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. And so I called him back after being a little angry. I called him back and said. Uh, if it were free, would you do it? I said, sure, if it's free, you got the programs, go ahead. And and between those two phone calls, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you pay for his program. Mm-hmm. I remember. Now, that was probably $700 a month mm-hmm. at a time when we... That was exactly what it, it was. It might as well have been 70000 a mm-hmm. month yeah. because we didn't have any money. We sure did. And when I said to you, Paul, the Lord told us to pay for it, 
I said, what did I say? I was thinking, he didn't tell us. <laughs> he told you. <laughs> but, but that was one of those steps of faith. Um, um, uh, you know, all I could be thinking in, in, in my flesh, all I was thinking was, yo, he's got 15,000 people in his church. I got four people. He's got money in the bank. He's got a big building. I got nothing. But the Lord said to do it, and the Lord was testing us. Yeah, yeah. And so we made the agreement to do it, mm-hmm. and God provided month after month after month. <laughs> Even when he wasn't providing for us to eat, he was providing for the radio program. Yeah. And those are the kind of things that make no sense. If we'd have done what made sense, think of what we would have missed out on. Oh, my goodness. A year goes by, Pastor Chuck gets off the air, and that's when the Lord said, you put your stuff on there now. Mm-hmm. And I barely had a library of teachings. You know, we're so new. <laughs> but but we made it work. And, and the Lord provided. That's, I think, how you see the hand of God move. Mm-hmm. You, you get out into the water that's churning and the waves that are breaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come out to you on the water. Yeah. And Jesus said, it's me, Peter. And Peter went out. It made no sense. Made no sense. Well, a lot of the things that we've done have made no sense. And yet we have, as a result, seen the hand of God move in just unbelievable ways. And we're not talking just physical, you know, rent and apartments and food either. You know, just think of the number of lives that have been changed because... God says, put the radio program on. I'm meeting people every week that have been listening to this program for years, and they they finally make it here. Some people come on their vacation, you know, uh, like this is, and, and I, maybe when they see the building, <laughs> they're like, this is it. Yeah. But um, to, to hear and see um, the people here, you know, and they... Every one of them says this, you can feel the love here. And, you know, even those who have come from um, other churches, even other Calvary chapels, it's different here. It's a bunch of sinful people who Jesus reached way down to touch and said, I'm going to use you to reach out to other sinners who, some not as bad as you, some worse than you, but will you love them for me? And we get to say, we'll do the best we can with the power of the Spirit. <laughs> some have been easy, some not so. But what a rewarding life we get to live. We, we've seen um, impossible marriages restored and thriving. We've seen uh, people leaving sinful lifestyles and, and living conquering or overcoming lives mm-hmm. we've seen families restored i i think about uh, uh the three little ones that uh, pastor alfredo and sandra mm-hmm. adopted yeah. um uh, the oldest one in particular nominee she was um she had no hope in life there was there was no chance and she looked like a baby a, a one-year-old with no hope yeah. uh they're just it was her life was not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And, and God brings these people alongside, and, and they take her and they love her, and then, then there's a baby sister, and then there's a baby brother, an infant now, and, and they adopt them as well. Mm-hmm. And the power of God, um, you look at Nominee's face now, and she is just the brightest, most cheerful and joyful little three-year-old girl ever Mm -hmm. and you just think who is this girl because it's not the one that we met yeah and going all the way back because her mom now was one of those really super hot messes back in the day she was not a good mom to the her older daughters and now that the lord has gotten a hold of her brought her a wonderful man who's now pastor alfredo um and just turned her life around, and she always prayed, you know, when she got saved, I wish I had a second chance. <laughs> and now she does. But see, that's when you see the hand of God move, That's you get all those second chances. Oh, my goodness. And um, we, we have a church full of people with yeah. those stories. Yeah. You know, you mentioned people that come on vacation or they come and visit. 
Um, one of the things I never get used to hearing is people say, you know, I wake up with you every morning. I'll, I'll wake up with you every morning, yeah. too, <laughs> yeah. but not at 5.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock on Sunday. On this show. Yeah, but uh, 5.30 to listen to you? No, I'm listening for you just to take some deep breaths. And I'm, I always pray, Lord, thank you for letting him rest. But I am not listening to you on a radio program <laughs> at 5.30 a.m. God bless you people. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the life that God intends for all of us. It's not an easy life. Uh, it's not a life that isn't filled with heartbreak. But it is an adventure. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And it is rich and fulfilling beyond anything that we can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing to, um, you know, everywhere we go, because basically we go to the same places. They all know who we are. And some, even outside of here, call us mom and pops, you know, at the restaurants, in the stores <laughs> that we go, because we love on them. And it's because we said yes. We have 30 minutes left in the date, the edition of the program, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula is ready for whatever you have to ask her. We'll be back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the thursday program paula is live in studio 340-9585 for your live calls or toll free 877-630-KSLR Paula, I know you're not done with this topic yet, so no, it's I'm your so show. excited. Um, yesterday, when you were uh, describing um, the hungry, because the the caller who wanted to experience more of God's power, you said, you know, I pray for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. And I want to add for some healthy sheep too. Oh, okay, <laughs> but the the definition of the hungry, because that's who with calling in, wanting to know more of God's power. Um, but you want more of Jesus, and you said to let the fire burn of him having his way. You may be terrified, but hold on to Jesus. He will see you through. And I was thinking, we have so many who are hungry here in this church body and to see, um, see them once just coming to church and kind of just sitting around and... Uh, when you see the light bulb go on, that's another thing of uh, a, a plus of being here for so long, seeing the light bulb go on. And the pastor's discipleship class is one such class because, of course, we get the pastors and some elders in there. But to see the some of the, not regulars, what were you called, lay people, I guess you would say, who want to become a part of that class because it's, it's a smaller than church, but it's getting... It's way bigger than the church was when we first started, of course. <laughs> um, but they're the hungry ones. They want to know Jesus in a more intimate way. They want to also be more like Jesus so they can then turn around and be his hands, his his feet, his eyes, his ears, his voice, um, his heart to them. Um, and so... Uh, that that description of wanting to know more of Jesus and letting the fire burn of having his way, Whew. though you may be terrified, you said, but hold on to Jesus. He will see you through. And, you know, for all of us, because some people will say, you know, when I, every time I start to pursue the Lord, something bad happens. Or every time I'm praying for other people, something bad happens to them. And so they kind of pull back. Don't do that. Because when you pull back, that's when the enemy has you where he wants you. Because things are still going to happen. But we need to be, here's, here's one of your favorite words, Ron. And I haven't heard you say this in a long time. I've been kind of the one saying it to myself. Okay, Paula, you need to be pre-prepared. You used to say it all the time, be pre-prepared. And if we will just stay hungry and let the fire of the Lord's way uh, burn 
though we may be terrified, just hold on to Jesus. He's going to see us through. But stay with the Lord. Stay with him. Don't don't pull back because, again, things are going to happen, and we need to be prepared for them. So if you want to... Well, we we just we shouldn't be surprised that, that difficult things happen. Some of those tests are from God. It's required that every man or woman given a trust by God must prove faithful. That's First Corinthians four two. Mm-hmm. Um, God tests us to prove what's in our heart. Um, but but obviously we have an enemy who is going to attack, and he's going to do everything that he can. What we need to understand is that part of experiencing more of God's power is is understanding that we're going to get beat every time unless we are submitted to God. Uh, we're no match for the devil. Fortunately, the devil's no match for our Jesus, but but we've got to understand that. You know, I think a, a lot about Daniel um, in the lion's den in particular. He was an old man. He was a, a young boy when he was taken away from Jerusalem and taken into captivity in, in probably 10, 11, 12 years old uh, range. Um, he would have been uh, castrated. He made a eunuch. Um, they did everything they could to strip away his Jewishness and his faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they couldn't shake him. After all these years, now as an old man, probably in his early to mid-80s, uh, a trap is set for him. He stands for God, knowing what's going to happen, and he's thrown into the lion's den. And can you imagine the terror as he goes in? Now, this was a man who knew God intimately, Daniel, the beloved, but I don't care how close you are to Jesus. When you're thrown into a lion's den, um, you're going to get ripped apart. It's not going to be pleasant. Um, And it appears that Daniel just sat down, prepared to go to sleep, are prepared to be eaten alive, devoured. And we all know the story in the morning when they went to find out what happened to Daniel. He mm-hmm. had a whole bunch of new pets, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and God preserved him. If we don't give God a chance to do that in our lives, we never see how powerful he is, how loving he is, and how deeply he cares for us. When we take matters into our own hands, what we do is we stop short of trusting God when it's easier, we think, to trust ourselves, and it never, ever works out. We have to go around that mountain again because he loves us so much he's going to give us another mm-hmm. opportunity to trust him. Yeah, there's no skipping steps with the Lord yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, been there, done that several times. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, think, I think that's the thing. We've got to realize that we, we, we shouldn't be moved by fear. Uh, I was listening to a, a preacher. I couldn't sleep the other night, and I was listening to somebody. I don't even know who it was now, but he was talking about how... If your faith was strong enough, you could stomp on fear. And, and I thought, that's the worst teaching ever. Because instantly, everybody who's afraid is going to feel convicted and condemned and guilty. Mm-hmm. When in fact, fear is the reason we need faith. Mm-hmm. I, I often say that faith is the antidote to fear. Yes, sir. But, but you don't need an antidote unless you get bit. And so when we are afraid, what we have to do is, is measure our faith fear against the power of God and then surrender. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. And in response to the question yesterday, Paula, um, we simply don't know how powerful God is unless we've let him have his way. Unless we Jesus said, nevertheless, thy will, not my will be done. Mm-hmm. Unless we get to that place, we'll never experience how powerful God is. Then it becomes just as difficult to trust him the next time. Mm-hmm. And as you said a moment ago, we're going to keep going around that mountain mm-hmm. and, and, and until we learn to trust him. God says without faith it's impossible to please him. He wants to put us all in a place where we can please him. And when we do that really scary thing, mm-hmm. and we do it, I'll steal from Peter, well, Lord, because you say so, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. that's the reason we do it, can you imagine the smile on Jesus' face at that moment? They really believe me. They really trust me. And then God can act. He can move on our behalf. If we're moving on our own behalf, then we're the ones that get miss, that miss out. Yeah. You know that picture we have above our fireplace where, you know, Jesus is standing at the, the helm of the boat and there's all these just regular people. It's not the apostles. Uh, just regular people in that boat and the storm is 
raging. And uh, Jesus stands up, and it's right before he, he says, peace be still. But the people are holding on. Like you said, um, you may be terrified, but hold on to Jesus. He will see you through. And, and wait, like you're saying, too many times we don't just hold on to Jesus and let him see us through. We, you know, I have to have that drink or, you know, I've got to take that cigarette or I've got to go out and do this thing or, you know, I, I can't hold my temper. Uh, and we just go off to be the same old people instead of being the new in Christ people that Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit. I remember um, when Pastor Chuck was here, he, he, he said this quite often. He was saying, fill me with your Holy Spirit, fill me with your Holy Spirit, fill me with your Holy Spirit, because he was, the Lord was asking him to do some things that were difficult. And I remember that to this day. And so there are some times when I'll say, Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Because in some cases, you kind of rather eat glass than to be, you know, go do that thing. Go humble yourself in front of so-and-so. Remember when that lady came to our church and I just, you know, I didn't want, I was like, I wish she didn't come over here. You know, it was a bad attitude um, because she wasn't very nice. And yet the Lord said, I want you to go to her. And she's the one that said, you know why I come over here all the time? I was like, at, in, inside the attitude was like, no, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> you know. And she goes, because no matter how I act, you always receive me with such a nice smile. And, you know, you know that when dogs are afraid, their tail will go between their legs. That's how I felt. <laughs> and, you know, I was on the worship team when the Lord said go to her. So I had to get off the stage, go to her. I got this attitude, you know. And the Lord, after I was obedient, he says, was that so hard? Because I want you to love people like that. I want you to love those kind of people. And that kind of is my segue into what I want to talk about next, Pastor Rob. Okay. Let okay. me give the phone number once okay. more. Um, we got some time left. If you have any questions or comments for Paula, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Okay, Paula. Okay, well, you know, we have sweet summer devotions, and I'm always sitting there as a proud mom and, in some cases, proud grandma, you know, because <laughs> as I'm getting older, it seems like everybody's getting younger. Um, but Vanessa's... Um, Sweet Summer Devotion, you know. Um, the first time I I met her, um, maybe the second time, uh, I went to go, you know, give her a kiss on the cheek and hug her, you know, like I always do to people. And she even said in her in her um, devotion that this woman came and kissed me without her permission. And she. You know, she was kind of upset. What do you got to be so happy about kind of thing? And I said, I'm going to heaven. And, you know, the way she was acting, I said to the ladies afterwards, I, I felt like maybe she was trying to get me to get to heaven today, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> um, but you talk about um, being obedient to the Lord. And he dropped her so deep in my heart right from the beginning and that saying that we have people are the way they are for a reason. Well, she described part of her reason, you know, of why she was the way she was. But I told her that day, I am going to love you, and there's nothing you can do to make me stop loving you. And, you know. And she tried. She tried. <laughs> she tried, and, um, but the Lord just wouldn't, he just, he loves her, and he wanted me to be the, the vessel, the, one of the vessels that would just love her unconditionally. And, you know, sometimes, because that was so long ago, um, you forget just those small acts of obedience, what can result. And so this past Monday, sitting there looking at her, for one thing, and but listening to her as well, it was like the Lord was saying, See what I can do. Hmm. See what I can do. Because that, you know, the glory doesn't go to me. See what I can do. All you have to do is 
do what I tell you to do. Mm. And I'm going to work miracles. Um, a long time ago, one of your bosses, I knew the Lord told me to go. He was in the hospital. And I knew the Lord told me to go witness to him, go pray with him, for him. And I was too afraid to go. So I didn't go. And he died. Oh, my goodness, the enemy really tried to destroy me because, you know, he died. Oh, no, he's going to go to hell because of me. Well, praise the Lord, you were saved by then, and you were able to tell me, no, God sent someone else, but you just missed the blessing. So the way this thing happened with Vanessa is Darlene, who... She and her husband owned the daycare center where we had our church. Darlene's Vanessa's mom. Darlene's Vanessa's mom. She called and said, you know what? My employees, most of them aren't Christians, and they won't come to church. So would you come to the daycare center and do a Bible study? Scared me to death. Who am I to do a Bible study? Um, But the Lord had already told me a long time ago, if people ask, you say yes. And so I, I said Yes, because I did not want to miss another opportunity like I did with with your old boss. And so I went, and that's where I met Vanessa, and she was not happy that I was there. <laughs> and that as a condition of her job, she had to sit there and eat lunch and listen to the Bible study. Yes. As it was done. And the way it worked out, she was always sitting to my right hand. And she was not a happy camper at all. She would get up, and the restroom was to my left, like four or five, six seats down the table. Every time she'd get up and go in that restroom and just slam the door, and she'd be pounding on the walls, just angry, angry, angry. And But the Lord just had me continually be faithful. And her, her mom would say, you work here. You stop acting like that. You sit and you listen. You don't have to, you know. Take it all in, but yeah, you're going to sit here and you're going to listen. And she even said that in in her devotion. My parents made me listen to the Bible studies. Well, one day, a light just went on, you know, persevering in loving and unlovable, because she was scary, but loving and unlovable, the light went on, and she even brought her before and after picture, before being a Christian and then afterwards, Oh, my goodness. And and who she has turned into this day and the mm-hmm. blessings that the Lord has bestowed mm-hmm. on her. And she's such a blessing to us. A miracle. Yeah. Total miracle. And, and see, that's that's uh, where we come full circle. How do you see the hand of God move in your life? How do you experience more of his power? You do what he tells you to do. Vanessa, you want to talk about fruit. She is the longest tenured employee we have here at Calvary Chapel. Yeah. She has been with us for 22 plus of our 23 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, she has worked for the Academy from the very beginning of, of the Academy's existence. Um, you know, Vanessa was uh, in, in a, a very physically abusive relationship uh, with her first husband. Um, um, she would give as good as she got, um, but but she's seen God's hand move so much, and mm-hmm. now her husband uh, and a and a baby boy going into the third grade now. Oh my goodness! Uh, that that was a surprise. Uh, in her sweet summer devotion, I love the way that she spoke about her husband, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, it just just you could tell the love in them too, and it wasn't easy when you 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 come out of an abusive relationship. Uh, before you were saved, you carry a lot of baggage in. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of difficult years. No abuse or anything like that, but just hard to make the connection. And it's hard to, how do you, you don't even know how to be a married mm-hmm. person because both of them, this is their second marriage. They came from just dysfunction. So how do you, how are you to be a husband and wife together? They they saw the hand of God move. They yep. let the hand of God yes. move. And, uh, they were the hungry. Yeah, to to hear her talk about Mike in that was mm-hmm. was just thrilling for yeah, me. Yeah. And he he really is he he's just the opposite. She's kind of loud in a good way. Mm-hmm. She's um, 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 funny. She's funny. She's a mama bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Mike is exactly the opposite. He's quiet. Um, um, you, you just wouldn't look at him and think 
that it would ever work. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful to see what God has done. And that's why one of the things, and this is completely off subject, but, but I get so frustrated when I see people who are in marriages. I'm talking about Christians now. Mm-hmm. And they've given up on pursuing God's plan for marriage simply because they just don't think it can work. And, and, and we've got these miraculous stories, these living, breathing examples of people that God has transformed and Christians who are unwilling to s- trust God. I don't see how it can work. Change her, change him. Um, it's not my fault. It's their fault. God's just looking for one person to say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And and we've we've been privileged to see so many wonderful things in our 23 plus years here, all because we wanted more of God's power. I don't want to settle for anything less than everything that He has for us. So, in our lives, I was just let me see where is this? Um, it's in Psalm 16. Where? Uh, let me see. I think it's verse six. Oh yes, um, in verse. This is how I woke up this morning. Um, and it says personal, so I'm not sure if I'm supposed to share this, but I'm going to, and I'll, I'll let the Lord deal with me. No, a little. Just no names. No, it's, it's personal. Me. Oh, for you, okay. <laughs> this is for Miss Paula. Um, but in Psalm 16, verse six, it says. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. You know, that's New Living Translation. That's going to be my new Bible, and I need to get one right away. (laughs) In fact, we were out, and I was thinking, I probably should get one um, today, but anyway. But in verse 7 and 8, I'll go on. It says, this is, I guess, for me. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me because here I am writing this down. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Aren't you glad that doesn't say I will not be scared? Yeah, yeah. But I'll not be shaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, And as I was kind of looking at this this morning, it says, I will bless the Lord who guides me even at night. And then the uh, New King James Version, it says... Um, in the night seasons. So I was kind of asking the Lord, is that um, just at night, the you know, the darkness of that time or night seasons, is that in, in a dark season? Either way, I'm to bless the Lord who guides me. Um, and then verse 8 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Yeah. You know, Paul, we, we all know that. We all know there's going to be dark seasons. We all know there's going to be difficult things. But our problem, in fact, the disconnect that we have, is that when it comes, when that dark time comes, um, the first thing we do is immediately discount the goodness and faithfulness of God. We let ourselves be shaken by the difficulty that we're experiencing instead of holding on to Jesus in the middle of it we're, we're actually letting go of him because well why is this happening kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh, th- that is one of the biggest difficulties that we have as Christians um, we're so focused on circumstances uh, if things are good we're good but anybody can do that mm-hmm. that doesn't take faith mm-hmm. it takes faith to say God, I'll praise you no matter what. Mm-hmm. With all of my heart, with all of my soul, I'll praise you no matter what. That's who we have to be to see the power of God in our lives. That doesn't mean he's going to send dark seasons. Yeah. It just means that the dark seasons, since they are going to come anyway, mm-hmm. will then be able to live, uh, be lived in, in a victorious fashion where, where, where we really can say, Lord... You're the faithful one. It's never been me. So I'm going to stick with you no matter how it looks. And the only way you can do that is to trust him, to walk by faith. And you have to resolve to do so. You know, um, I, and, and not change your mind. Yes. Resolve just means, yes. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Because, uh, you know, as, as you 
we'll just say, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Paula, he's with me today. He'll be with me tomorrow. Just keep walking. Yeah. Not turning back. Not reverting to the old ways. I'm going to just keep walking forward with Jesus. No matter, no matter what. So, anyway, I, I'm done. Well, we've got two minutes left. Nothing else you want to say? Sweet summer devotion this week. Oh, yes. Um, will be Tracy Nugent. Yeah, she's been with us forever, too. In fact, our very first women's Bible study back at the uh, recreation center, Tracy took the first picture. She's not <laughs> in it because she took the picture. It wasn't where you could do the selfies and stuff back there. I don't think we even thought of that kind of stuff. But Tracy took that very first picture, and the first Bible study was on March 10th. I don't know why I remember such weird, obscure numbers, but it was on a March 10th, 1996, I think. Yeah. I don't think you could take selfies because I don't think we had cell phones then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Selfies, not... I know, se- okay. but you have to have a cell phone to take a selfie. Oh, is that how it works? Well, that's why we didn't have them then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't just hold a regular camera out here. I was thinking you could with a regular and, camera. You probably and, and, and we know Tracy's um, story and so I'm, I'm excited yeah. for the ladies. Yeah, to see um, Yeah, her husband is the one that gets so excited because when you do the altar call at Easter and people get saved on Easter just blows his mind. Gary, Gary has been so faithful for oh, yeah. so long. I, I can't yeah. even begin to thank God I, for him. I, I love them so much. Well, if you can hear the music, that means the date day edition of the program is over. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. For now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Paula? See you later. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow at 4. God bless. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The word to stand on for life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.